The following is a Joel Mahalik production. <clears throat> Let me explain something to you. Whenever you come in here and interrupt me, you're breaking my concentration. You're distracting me. And it will then take me time to get back to where I was. Understand? Greetings, everybody, and welcome to the Joel Mahalik Show featuring the lovely Sharon. I am the lovely Joel Mahalik, and across from me is the hot and sexy, lovely Sharon. Wow. <laughs> okay. <laughs> welcome to podcast number 145, if you're keeping track in your Joel Mahalik book scoreboard book thing. <laughs> you got all that? No. <laughs> but if, it, if you have the official show book, which we're not selling and it hasn't been created yet, Mark down, and this is 145. All right. <laughs> uh, to get a hold of us on the web, www.jmtalk.net is where you listen, subscribe, and a couple of other things. And you should subscribe. We're available everywhere. Podcasts are heard. And if the lovely Sharon has her way, she's working pretty heavily on uh, XM Radio. But they haven't gotten back to it yet. Yeah. I think we might be too popular for them. Is my That's thought. the only thing I can think of. <laughs> yeah. We're available on social media. Um, how do I do this? TikTok and Facebook at JM Talk. Instagram and Twitter. Instagram and Twitter rolls e- more easily off my tongue as you. <laughs> Instagram and Twitter at JM Talk Radio. So, um, there you have it. You can also email the show at joelmaholicradio at gmail.com. So, so, lovely Sharon. Hi. We all came to a rude awakening yesterday that our little itsy bitsy itsy bitsy granddaughter is Oh my god. turning 15. She's not allowed. <laughs> this is unacceptable. It is unacceptable. It is quite an unpopular opinion in this house. <laughs> yes. And probably a little bit in that house. <laughs> also being an unpopular opinion. Well, that just means that her mother is old. That too. <laughs> yeah, I know. See, I understood she was going into high school. And yeah, I mean, I got that. Not happy about it. Told her she needs to go back to kindergarten. Right. But um, yeah. But it blew me away when our other daughter told us she was. 15. Right. Like, and we knew she was... I mean, in my mind, she was still at least 12. Right. I you know mean, what I mean? Yeah. So, maybe in terms of that, my time runs at half speed or something, <laughs> you know? Right? No, she's not allowed to be 15 when she turns that in September. Right. So, it's unacceptable. Plus, entering the high school thing is... Yeah, um, that's not a happy thing for me. So it really puts your age in perspective. It does. I mean, I knew how old I was. Well, at least I thought I knew how old I was. Yeah, and that's exactly what and I'm that's saying. It. You I don't mean, you don't think of it in terms of that until ex- something exactly. else makes you think in terms of that. Right. And that's mind blowing. Earth shattering. Yeah. Earth shaking. She was just 
17. Knee and high you know to a grasshopper. She was just knee high to a grasshopper. Yeah. So I know. Um. Yeah. And this, of course, Facebook with the Facebook memories keeps reminding me of all the pictures that we took of her. You know, and like this yeah. this past April, uh, the Easter egg hunt. I know, popped right? Up, and it yeah, was like pictures which, of the old truck, pictures of the old van, the red yeah, van, the pictures yeah. of, and then her out in the front yard, and it's like, oh my goodness, where did all this go? It's gone. Yep. Poof. Poof. <laughs> okay yeah i i don't um i don't i don't get it i don't like it right i understand i do no you don't I'm no I, I i i do understand and and i and i do agree with you about um what that means in age for um her mother because uh i i like to always remind her mother how old i was when she considered me to be old yeah. So there yeah. we are. She uh, she's beyond that. Way. <laughs> so anyway, yeah. So reality checking in this week, uh, uh. and it, and maybe because of the things we're going through, it puts it in perspective more. Do you think, yeah. or do you think it's just that? I without think, anything else, because yeah. there's a, there's a lot of other things going on right now that can put some things in perspective for you. Maybe like. Like COVID? Oh. You know what I mean? Like everything going on around us. You know what I mean? Yeah, but I don't think that there are You don't think factor. that contributes? You don't think it's a contributing no. factor to? No. So. No. Uh, I'm sick and tired of people blaming COVID for everything. <laughs> COVID is to blame for everything. It, it's not. <laughs> Your inadequacies cannot be blamed on COVID. Later on the podcast, we will look at where did the flu go? <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah, so anyway, so that, that that popped up. That popped up this week. And uh, um, so let's see how things go. Young adulthood. When does young adulthood hit? Um, I don't know. Who knows anymore? Yeah. Who knows? So, um, yeah, I also, so moving on from that, I uh, watched the Eagles game this week. You mm-hmm. did too. You were there. Um, <laughs> no, no. No. So here we go. You know, football starts, which means, you know, we're, we're going to have to, we become slight rivals. Only slight. Because yeah. one of us believes in the team and the other one doesn't. But anyway... <laughs> <laughs> one of us believes in our team, <laughs> and the other one doesn't. <laughs> um, during a commercial break, watching like the different sponsors, the official sponsors of the Philadelphia Eagles, and uh, you know why this struck a chord with me. One of those official sponsors was Wawa, mm-hmm. and I, I think you and I can agree that, um, and again, we do like Wawa. The, oh, fact, yes. the fact that we've been constantly complaining about them is not... You know, a shirk on Wawa's still a great place. Yeah, you know? yeah. Uh, but they're having some trouble. COVID. I know you don't want to hear, <laughs> don't blame it on COVID, but they are. So they're having some trouble with like warehousing and shipping and stuff like that. So like for the past over a month, I would say six weeks, maybe almost two months. Yeah, yeah. The shelves are getting emptier. Product is becoming scarce. Uh, quality behind the deli has been getting worse. Yeah, that's true. Uh, so, but you're an official sponsor of a major NFL team. This seems weird. Like, you know, yeah, you need to beef up production. You got to do something. Yeah. You know, I'm at the point now where I have to make half, half and half lemonade tea at home. 
Right. In fact, buying theirs. In fact, apropos of nothing at all, let me take a drink. Of his nasty half and half. But I've had to go back to drinking the regular diet tea because there's usually one or two bottles of that in stock when we yeah. go in there. And it's funny because you're like, ew, it tastes like piss water. It, it does. It tastes like pond scum water. Ew. Yeah, it looks. It, 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 you know, and it's because I have this taste for the half and half. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm back to this, and it tastes like somebody, like you know, just took a bucket full of Lums <laughs> Pond water. Lums Pond is a is a state park around our house, and strained it through a strainer into a, a thing and put a Wawa iced tea label on it, or diet wow. iced tea. So it's been double filtered because it's diet. Oh, okay, I get you. But honestly, to be very honest with you, the taste buds are picking it back up again a little bit. So it is the, the taste of it being their tea. Is coming back. I went so long without drinking the regular oh, tea yeah. that yeah. I lost the taste right. associated with it. So it just tasted like nothing, right? Which is terrible. I just don't understand how hard it is. You have you're produ- producing iced tea. You're producing lemonade, right? Why can't you produce iced tea lemonade? Probably the, the the part of the staff that probably has uh, COVID running through it is probably the people that mix the two that together, had, that mix the two together in a new jug, top it off with a little urine and bottle it up. Ew. <laughs> yeah. Ew. I just don't get it. I I really don't, and I'm tired of hearing that COVID's the reason. Been right. hearing it for a year, over a year now. I know. So well, you know why you've been hearing it for over a year? Because of COVID. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> yes, that was a fake laugh. We could tell. <laughs> so, um, okay. Anyway, let's move on to uh, a piece of. Well, we always like to find some interesting, crazy, weird news, just okay. just like our wombat of the week, which comes up later on, but. Uh, we want to talk about cars spinning out of control after a truck spills 500 gallons of chicken fat. Ew. Like, first of all, why are we transporting chicken fat? I don't know. Is that a thing somewhere? Apparently. I'm asking you because you're, you're like, you like to cook. Yeah, but doesn't mean I know, <laughs> I know what the hell they're doing. Uh, drivers in New Albany, Mississippi encountered an unusual hazard on a highway recently. Chicken fat. Uh, the slippery substance sent cars spinning out of control, even causing an accident at one point. Fortunately, no one was hurt, so you don't have to feel bad about laughing about the whole thing. Um, police were called to the scene of an accident that turned out to be anything but your average crash. Uh, authorities noticed a road where the accident happened appeared wet, but initially weren't sure what the liquid was. Upon further inspection and a call, they found out that it was chicken fat from a biodiesel plant. A new biodiesel exhaust smelled like french fries. Maybe. But I guess maybe it's doing chickens now? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) The the police found a considerable amount of liquid on the roadway, causing a very slippery condition. Um, Look how long this story is over chicken fat. Wow. Uh, Several vehicles lost control as a result of the spill after police responded to the scene. Dirt and sand were poured over the fat to make it less slippery. Lime was later at... Wow, they're making a recipe here. we got some lime chicken fat going on. <laughs> right. 
Uh, lime was later added to help the result in stench, and eventually a cleanup crew came out to wash it all away. Wow. So it was a joint effort by all emergency responders to get the chicken fat off the highway. But they didn't state how it got there to begin with. Yeah, it doesn't. It's just said, It just says a truck carrying chicken fat, but... From a biodiesel plant and 500 gallons. Okay, but did the truck leak? Did it keep going? Well, it was or an accident. Or did it stop? It was an accident, but I'm just wondering... No, no, no. They, the accident was caused by the chicken grease, not the truck that housed said chicken grease. Oh, see, I'm reading the story. You're 10 feet away, and you're reading it, and you have a better understanding. You're right. What, so what, how what did happened? 500 gallons of chicken fat get on the road? That's the what roadway. I'm saying. Like, did the truck accidentally hit the wrong switch and deposited something on the road? Maybe. And just hurried along his own merry way. But hear me out. Here, here's a theory. Hear me out on this. So one theory could be that uh, there were 500 chickens exercising on the highway burning fat. Wow. And each of them burned one gallon of fat. And there they, you go. They did it in the morning before rush hour, so there weren't a lot of cars on the highway. Mm-hmm. They got their exercise done, vacated the highway, back off to the side of the road, leaving their chicken fat behind that they burned wow. off. Okay. Yeah. You're just effing crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm theorizing here. <laughs> Let me put this theory in place. But you're right. It doesn't. It just says an accident was caused by it. Right. However, um, they learned the trail of extreme from a by. Okay. So they're saying it was so a plant somehow from a, from a local biodiesel plant. It got onto the highway again. So how did it leave the plant? And happen upon the highway. See, right. we have, we have to know these things. That's what I'm. You know, we're sitting around because of COVID. We need to know. We're you know we, especially like you and I are watching so much investigative television. I'm ready to put my hand on a stack of Bibles and swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. <laughs> so help you God. <laughs> so, uh, that is yeah, that is odd. Yeah. A whole new dynamic on the story. How the hell did this chicken factor on the highway? Can you imagine the flies and bugs and stuff attracted Ew. to that? Like chicken fat. Right? That's gross. That's why I only eat white meat. I don't want all that chicken fat. Look what it does when it gets on the highway, let alone into my body. Well. <laughs> Seriously. Um... So anyway, yeah. There's that. <laughs> I don't have anything else to say about that. That probably won't even wind up on our Facebook. Um, okay, so... Um, where are we at with time here? I'm having a very difficult time today with time. Why? Because I am. It's because I was outside. It was so hot. Even though it's not as hot as it's been. Another heat wave here and gone. Do you think we'll have another one this year? Yeah. You do? Why? I don't know. Because of COVID? Probably. <laughs> Everything seems to be blamed on that. It was... Okay, so we just finished a heat wave, and it was only like in the high 70s, but it was... I noticed when I was outside doing the outside stuff, 
It was a very hot sun, though. Yeah. A very hot sun. And again, I didn't wear a hat. So it was penetrating me. And I think I, I, think I, I have some brain damage now. Some drain that damage? Some drain damage, yeah. Wow. Because it was very hot. And I keep my hair short. Was, in fact, it was hot right here. Like right there. Wow. Did I get sunburned? <laughs> my eye into the microphone. <laughs> Do I have sunburn or not up here? No. All right. I wear a hat in a studio. <laughs> Alrighty then. So uh, it's just been one of those kinds of days, hasn't yeah, it? It has. It has because I had to be up so late. Um, so um, coming up later on in the program, we have a interesting one of the week. And um, it's it's a it's a it's a cat story actually. Believe it or not, a cat. A cat story. story, yeah. It's a cute cat story. Oh yeah. Yeah. So. Rainy. We'll talk about that. That's coming up in the next segment, and then, of course later on in the show, third segment. It's all me and them out there in podcast land. Oh. Because you leave, you leave me oh, all the time, right. all the I time. Do. Well, you kick me out. <laughs> I don't necessarily kick you out, but anyway, so that's all coming up. So I'm going to ask everybody to stay right there while Excuse me. we take a break so she can drink something and stop toffing. That's what we say to Molly. Stop toffing. Are you, oh, are, you, right. are, you are you toffing, Molly? Molly, stop toffing. <laughs> we'll be right back after this, folks. Stay right there. This is New York Super Oldie Station, 920 WON, The Apple, Brooklyn, New York. So I use my computer every day. Not even sure how I get along without it. But I wasn't prepared for a virus. A Trojan, they called it. One night I'm cruising along, and the next night I can't do anything. I was afraid it was going to cost me a fortune. Boy, was I surprised. They had me back up and run the same day I called them. I really like PC Tech Rescue. And you know what? My wallet likes them too. Are you troubled by computer problems? PC Tech Rescue should be your very next call. Whether the problem is viruses, hardware, software, or any other issue, they can diagnose your problem and have you back up and running fast. With more than 25 years of industry experience, you can be sure you are getting dependable and affordable service. Call today, 484-429-6061, or email us at pctechrescue at gmail.com. Welcome back to the program, folks. The Joel Mahalik Show featuring the lovely Sharon. And in this segment, also featuring the security Molly. She's come down to protect us in the studio. Actually, she came down to bitch because we were not upstairs. For some reason, she does not like when we come down to the studio. I I don't understand. I don't either. Like, we've been here long enough. And did you ever bring her bed down because I saw her schnauzer bed is missing? No, it's not missing. It's standing up alongside the thing. But no, it didn't bring that down. Well, she bring it down. She's never gotten on it. Right, but I never thought she'd use a ramp to get into a bed. Yeah, well, you I do just, have a point there. It might just set the tone that says, Mommy's down here. Over here is this nice, comfortable, plush bed. Lay down, bitch. Oh. It might just set a tone. I don't it know. It might. Hey, you never know. You never know. So, anyway, so it's interesting because 
um, we try to get our content from so many different sources. Yes. And uh, so anyway, so we do have something interesting that you found. Yes. And yeah. this is something for fans of, and I'm not a fan of SNL anymore, but there are still a lot of people that watch it. Yeah. And I mean, I was there ever a point in time for you where you watched it every single week? I wasn't allowed to watch it when it first came out. Oh, that was mandatory it, watching in my house. Uh, yeah, but <laughs> it came on so late. Yeah, 1130 on Saturdays. Yeah. Um, I wasn't allowed to be up that late. I had to go to bed at 9. On a Saturday? On a, well, 10 on a Saturday. I mean, when I was 8, I was up to like 3 in the morning on a Saturday smoking cigarettes. Well, I don't know what to tell you there, Bronco, <laughs> but... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I was never allowed up, so therefore I never got into watching uh, some of the late night stuff. Man. Yeah. You poor person. I know. Don't you feel sorry for me? I do. I do. I, do. <laughs> I think we should find as many million dollar movies, which was on, which they were also aired on Friday nights at eleven. No, uh, Saturday nights at eleven thirty after the news on ABC. The million dollar movie. Oh, yeah. We should find a bunch of them and watch them, just so you can say that you, you were able to. I have one of those million dollar movies on DVD. Oh yeah. Yeah, Bad Ronald. Okay. What what kind of movies were played on a million dollar movie? Well, some of them I don't feel like cost a million dollars to make. <laughs> no, but I, some of them look like they cost ten dollars to make. Uh, I mean, some of them were, you know, so a lot of them were good, really. I mean, I couldn't rattle them all off to you right now, but I mean, Bad Ronald was something that stuck with me since I was a child, and then as you as you know, because mm -hmm. we were together and living in New in. Um, Delaware, the first year in Delaware, when I finally was able to acquire right. that because it's just yeah. not something that was available on media, and I was mm -hmm. able to acquire it through eBay, you know, uh, and you know a back channel way. Um, but that that was a, one of the million dollar movies that just I you know could never get out of my mind. Right. So, but anyway, so Saturday Night Live, you weren't allowed to watch it. It was a staple in my house. But over the years, there's been some situations. Over to you for the story, Sharon. Okay. Um, <laughs> now I feel pressured. Well, no pressure. Hurry up. It was. Um, Hurry up. It Here's was the listed first one. as a story <laughs> that flashes by on MSN. Some uh, go some ghosts, some guests that were banned from SNL. And what I don't understand is when they book a guest. They know what they stand for, especially a band. And know how they are. And know how they especially are. Especially a band. Especially a band. And it's amazing to me how many bands on this list that were banned. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Right? But, yeah, so... So I know Cypress Hill was one of them. Yeah. Was that for foul language? Um, it might have been... Oh, I, I thought um, another one was um, because they burned a flag on the stage. You know, I, American flag. I would ban you too from my show if you if you burn it. Well, yeah. I, I, I mean, that's un I'm not saying these are understandable. The most, the one that's most surprising to me was Andy Kaufman. So why was he banned? He was the um, he was on so often. 
that um, for one reason or another, Michael Lorne, who was the... Lorne Michaels? Lorne Michaels, yeah. I'll yeah. help you out. <laughs> Thanks. Um, I watched it every week. <laughs> did you? So he put it to the public to vote whether he should stay or go. And all of the people on SNL were like really pushing for people to vote for him to stay. And it turned out he was voted off. Why? I think what, it, what was Michael's reason? N why for putting it up for the public? I don't know. I'm just saying that's he put it to the public to vote. They called in. And if you call in one number, you got to know. I'm just saying, there's got to be a reason. Yes. If you're the producer of this this uh, this sketch show, live sketch show, you know, you don't want this person to be on there. Right. But you don't want blood on your hands, so you put it to a vote to try to get someone else to do your dirty work. Right. Hello, big brother. Um, I know, right? That's what it sounds I'm like. I'm just wondering what the reason for even making that move is. Right. You know? Um, and, and now it's not even... Like, I was surprised by Steven Seagal on the list. Yeah, he he was banned because I think it was him that ripped up the, um, the um, whatchamacallit, you know, where they read the script. The monologue. Yeah, he, they, he ripped it up and threw it at the writer's feet. So, yeah. You gotta be careful because Steven Seagal will kick your ass. Maybe not anymore. He's kind of fat. I could kick his ass now, but... Uh, <laughs> Right. I mean, you know, uh, this guy who did a lot of his own stunts like Jackie Chan in his movies. Right. Yeah, you know, because he knows all that stuff that, you know, that hi in Hong Kong Fui and stuff like that. <laughs> um, okay. So, anyway, Cypress Hill, I, I guess it was for language, and that, that's why I, I'm guessing. I don't know. Right. It looks like you're having a hard time with this. I hate those types of stories. I know, and I now I can't find it. Now it's lost upon you. Well, I mean, I have it here, but it's... <laughs> Oh, okay. Here we go. Okay. Here we go. Um, Who's that? That is someone. All right. Um, let's see. Who was it? Who was it? Come on. I. All right. I don't. Yeah. Your see, tablet's not very fast. Sinead O'Connor. What, what, what is it she stands for that they threw off? Uh, her, perhaps the most controversial moment in SNL history. October 3rd, 1992. Uh, following a performance of Bob Marley's War, musical guest Sinead O'Connor pulled out the photo of Pope John Paul II and tore it to shreds and said, fight the real enemy. So she's in not, relation to ongoing such sexual abuse allegations to the, in the Catholic Church. So that's why she's out of here. By the way, Andy Hoffman, it was because of uh, some poorly done stage act he did. Oh, okay. On the show. Okay. All right. Adrian Brody. Really? Yeah, because he was. Tell in, me that, because there's was, nothing wrong with that guy. He was. He had lived an introduction for Jamaican artist Sean Paul while wearing dreadlocks and speaking in a faux Jamaican accent. Producer okay. Lorne Michaels brought the hammer down on Brody, banning him over the unplanned racist joke. 
Really? It was a okay. So it was. He felt that it was a racist joke. But how was Adrian Brody presented? Was he was the one in dreads and I know I I understand that. Did he mean it as a slur against? No, it doesn't say. It doesn't say that. No, Lauren Michaels didn't give him the option to. He said, "Nope, you're out of here." Well, I mean, I guess when it's your show, I guess you can do whatever you want. I and guess. Ban right. anyone you want. But, you know, you keep banning people. At some point, you don't have... Anybody to go. Right, because... And not just those people, but those people, obviously, many of those people we talked yeah. about have inf- influential friends right. in the business who may be like, oh, wait, no, 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 no. I don't, you know, when they get the call, yeah. no, I don't want to be on your show. Rage Against the Machine is another one. Well... And that's for burning a flag. I think... Yeah, I mean, you can yeah. ban Rage Against the Machine. I don't listen to them anyway. Right, exactly. They make me rage, rage against my machines when I listen to them. <laughs> Martin Lawrence. Interesting. Because he he was making um, he was making uncouth references to female hygiene, which he does in all of his stand-up comedies that attract yeah. thousands and thousands of people. Yep. So obviously, some of these decisions were not smart. No. On Lauren Michaels's part. Right. Obviously. I mean, they're just a couple. There's many more, you know. So I won't I be on the show now because I don't want to get banned. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who the cast was that I stopped watching. I mean, you know, I, I I know of the cast. I know of different casts among the years. But, you know, I'm from the school of, you know, Belushi, Chevy Chase, you right. know. Yeah. Uh, um, oh, my goodness. Gene Wilder's wife. Help me out here. Rita. Rita, Rita, Rita Gilder, um, Gilda Radner. Gilda Radner. Yeah. Jane Curtin. You know, those <clears throat> play, they call right. them the Saturday Night Live players. Um, and then, of course, so I think I was watching it fairly religiously on the next set of players after that. And then after that, it was Peace Me. I mean, Eddie Murphy was on there one time. Right, yeah. Um, uh, Chris, I'm sure Billy Crystal was on there at one time. Probably. Or, you know, yeah, I think so. Um, wasn't... Um, Chris Farley was on there. David Spade was yeah, on there. Yeah, Wasn't... Um, Amy Poehler. Robin Williams on there? Maybe as a... Like guest, a guest, yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. I don't even know that. Oh, okay. I don't even know that, but I mean, uh, this, but it just goes to show you, like, when one person has the power to make or break someone's being able to be on that show. You know what I mean? Yeah, and and I guess in some respects that's supposed to be pretty good on your resume to have been on that show or whatever. I don't know. Certainly, it launched some people's careers. Yeah, obviously, absolutely. the whole first squad went on to be very successful. Yes. Yes. So, anyway, Wombat of the Week time. If you have a Wombat of the Week, Yay. all you need to do is send us a verified link to a verified news story of stupid people doing stupid things. And, obviously, if you're sending us a link, it's in the paper. <laughs> uh, send it to us at joelmahalikradio at gmail.com or across the Facebook lines at JM Talk. So that's how you do that and get it in the running. Right now from Kenosha, Wisconsin, a woman using a gun's laser sight to play with a cat shoots her friend. What? Yes. Yes. Criminal complaint charging a 19-year-old woman with negligent use of a weapon said she was 
visiting a Kenosha apartment on Tuesday afternoon where a 21-year-old man had brought a handgun. The woman, who a witness said had been drinking, picked up the handgun, turned on the laser sight, and was pointing it at the floor to get the cat to chase it when the gun went off. The man, who was standing in the doorway, was shot in the thigh. According to authorities, he left and went into another apartment where police found him responding to a 911 call. A tourniquet was applied to his leg. Whoa, my microphone (laughs) is leaving the building without me. (laughs) A tourniquet was applied to his leg to stop the bleeding before he was taken to a hospital. And there's no word on his condition, but authorities said he was facing charges for violating bond conditions that prevented him from having a weapon. The woman told police she thought the magazine was removed from the gun and said it accidentally went off, according to the complaint. Wow. Now, I believe her complaint, because a laser on a handgun is turned on by slight pressure of the trigger. Really? Slight pressure. I said pressure. Slight pressure on the trigger. That turns the light on so you can see what you're, you're shooting. So if she's sitting there playing with it, you know, it does not take much pounds to pull a trigger of a pistol. No, right. But do you have to keep the trigger depressed in order for the light to work? Yeah. Does it go out as soon as you take your finger off the trigger? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yep. All right. See, I don't know much about handguns. Anybody right. that knows me, I I don't mind handguns. I, I like handguns. I just, um, I've never fired one myself. But um, I would if I had to. Well, so, but so getting to the point, she didn't have to, but she did. Right. That's why I was asking the questions I was asking as far as depressing the trigger. And- so what's interesting about this story is right is um, so if she didn't play with that laser and accidentally shoot the guy who brought the gun, would the police have ever known that he was by a being out? Obviously. He's out on bond. Right. And not allowed, so therefore not allowed to have the weapon. These right. are the stories where I go, uh, <laughs> you know, like here in Delaware, we can open carry, but I choose not to unless I'm at home or around home. Right. Uh, because of the inconvenience of people that don't know any better, getting scared and saying, calling the police. And then, I, and then I'm wasting the police time while they check me out to see right. that I'm okay to carry it openly right. and all that. So instead of going through that, I don't. But then I'm also, I, I see stories like this and, I'm, and I say, that's great because they got someone right. you know, exactly. who wasn't supposed, supposed to. to have one and they had And one. so then I go, well, I guess it is a good idea if the police have to check people out all the time, but it's also a waste of their resources. It really is. You know what I mean? It is. So... Um, but this knucklehead, you know, wasn't supposed to have one. He has one. And because this lady was playing around with it, the police find out that someone's out there with a handgun is not supposed to have a handgun. Right. And why was it laying on the table? Right. Just chilling out. Right. Relaxing anyway. all cool and all shooting some b-ball outside of the school. With wow. All the guys who were up That reminds me. That reminds me. I don't Started want my... making trouble in my neighborhood. I'm going to move back here with the computer because that reminds me of something. I think I can bring it up pretty quick. <laughs> what? I just don't... I want to make sure I'm not getting... Um, from the thing. Uh, I had found this video I meant to send you on TikTok. And I didn't get to send it to you yet. Or did I not like it so I can send it? Uh-oh. 
SpaghettiOs. SpaghettiOs. That's all right. I, I, I should be able to get into it pretty quick. Let me go over here. Over to here. So if you send it via text, you'll hear my text um, thing. Go. No, not, no, I'm not sending it to you via text. Uh, well, if you're sending me a TikTok, yes, you are. Hold on, will you? What's time on the clock? 17 minutes. I got I got time. I just... I only need a second. Why is my phone not even behaving down here? Is <laughs> that's because you easy. need it to behave. Exactly right. Um, so there was this video. Now I showed you that one, and not that one. Not that one. You know about that one. <laughs> so there's this rubber chicken on TikTok. And this rubber chicken is pretty talented. Of course, I can't find the one I was looking to show you. And it was what you just sang. Oh. That's crazy because it, that was perfect. <laughs> it was it was just perfect. It was fresh prints. Yeah. Totally gone. Oh, wait, here it is. <laughs> yeah, man. That's hilarious. That's rubber that's the rubber chicken dude from TikTok. This guy's pretty talented because he's squeezing on this rubber chicken. I know. To all the words, to he's done that one. He did Queen. He did uh, Nirvana. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, ACDC. Pretty good stuff. <laughs> pretty good stuff. That's pretty talented. Right here on the Joel That's Mahalik right. Show. And we bring you the quality. Featuring the lovely Sharon. That's right. Wow. You should be a, you should be on a podcast somewhere. With I that, should maybe with that voice. Maybe I should. <laughs> <laughs> no, but we, we we strive to bring you the best entertainment. Yes. Even though I wasted like 30 seconds of airtime. I can't do that. I know, right? Anyway. So, uh, one by the week, send us yours, joelmaholicradio at gmail.com. Make sure it's a verified news story. Um, and this is the part of the show that scares me the most because you're leaving and I just and you have to say goodbye, Sharon. And then I have to figure out what I do for the rest of it. <laughs> so, say goodbye, okay. Sharon. Goodbye, Sharon. All right, folks. So the lovely Sharon is out of here on this episode 145. I'll be back after this brief message, and we will wrap it all up. Be right back. America, your children have an amazing superpower. That's right. They can help save lives by simply washing their hands. Just 20 seconds of thorough hand washing after they've coughed or sneezed or been outside can help fight against the dastardly spread of germs. Armed with only soap and water and hands, your superhero can protect you, your family, and everyone out there in America land. Amazing! Find out more at coronavirus.gov. A message from the CDC and the Ad Council. Listen on the web, your phone, or your neighbor's internet connection. That wasn't very nice. This is Reality One. (laughs) 
Welcome back, folks, to the Joel Mahalik Show featuring the lovely Sharon. And right now, it's Joel Mahalik, and it's you. And we'll go through a couple of last things that we have reserved for this part of the show. And one of them is, uh, I can't believe this. Wait till you hear this, folks. David Mickelson, the co-founder of the fact-checking website Snopes, long presented himself as the arbiter of truth online. A bulwark in the fight against rumors and fake news. But a BuzzFeed news investigation has recently found out that between 2015 and 2019, Mickelson wrote and published dozens of articles containing material plagiarized from news outlets such as The Guardian and The LA Times. Uh, After inquiries from BuzzFeed News, Snopes conducted an internal review and confirmed that under a pseudonym, the Snopes byline in his own name, Mickelson wrote and published 54 articles with plagiarized material. Uh, these articles included such topics as same-sex marriage licenses and the death of musician David Bowie. So, uh, and because of this, the VP of Editorial Managing Editor of Snopes, Doreen Masciani, suspended Mickelson from editorial duties pending a comprehensive internal investigation. Uh, it, so, <laughs> so uh, the co-founder, fifty percent shareholder of Snopes.com, plagiarizing articles. Can you believe such a thing would happen on Snopes.com? Because Snopes.com is supposed to be the end all. And I've had con- I've had some concerns over some of the things that I've read over the years from there. Who hasn't? You know, Uh, they did. They do pose themselves as being the end all truth to anything. They debunked anything. And they've been accused of being a very liberal organization over the past 12 years or, or thereabouts. So this is very, very interesting. Now, the Snopes says that their internal research research so far has found a total of 54 stories um, that Mickelson published that used appropriated material. Um, And of course, they released a statement saying, let us be clear, plagiarism undermines our mission and values and has no place in any context within this organization. So... Uh, these are uh, very poor practices in this line of work. I mean, you just don't do that, you know? I mean, the current president of the United States dropped out of a previous presidential race because of plagiarism. It's a serious thing. It's a serious thing. And when I saw this, I couldn't believe it. Well, maybe I did. But at the same time, I could not wait to, to bring this to air, to make turn this into content. This is this is this is content, you know? And this is also why when we do the wombat of the week, what do I always say? It's got to be a verified news story. And when you send it to us under the claim of it being verified, we're going to double and triple verify it again. We have to, because there's too much outlandish stuff out there. There's too much fake news out there, okay? 
and you don't know who to believe. You see, you, in any typical news day, you'll see one story told three different ways. Depends on who's, who's spinning it and which way they're spinning it. So it is a serious offense in this context. But Mickelson said, there's no excuse for my serious lapses in judgment. And I'm sorry. Lapses in judgment? 54 times so far? I don't know. But I thought that was interesting and wanted to share that. So, but anyway, um, another thing I found interesting is, and as I said uh, in the last segment, we talked about we look everywhere to bring content to the show. We like to keep it light. We like to keep it interesting. And sometimes, you know, we do have to put a serious spin on things or, you know, something like that. And so we, we do that sometimes. And so we talked about how it's interesting where some of the things come from that we talk about because we really search. And in doing a search of, you know, the Facebook saves, I'm always saving stuff. And a lot of them are, are a lot of them are recipes because uh, I want to eat this stuff and I want to cook it and eat it and so a lot of my Facebook saves are, are recipes that we've uh, tried or we changed up a little bit when we tried it and we report back to friends on Facebook and say hey, look what we created you know but um, one of the things that I was going back and back and back because I found myself clearing saves that I didn't need anymore. So I was going scrolling, scrolling, keeping all the food recipes, a couple of the jokes that I saved, you know, the memes, and I was getting rid of old news links and things that we talked about on the show. I didn't need them anymore. And I ran across something. I know we talked about it on the show, even if it was briefly. But, you know, it, it, it was. it's one of those things that made me go, wow. And I want to revisit it, you know. I want to revisit it because... This goes back to February of 2020. Now, this is when we knew that China was dealing with uh, this virus, but it had not really hit home here, okay? But it was about to. Like, we were on the cusp of it. You could reach out and touch the cusp of the coronavirus pandemic here in this country. And this story came out. Okay, a press release by the Border Patrol. Okay, um, a suitcase was found from somebody coming in from China. Okay, China currently, at the time of the story, currently dealing with the coronavirus and has struggled in the past with the bird flu and pandemic. U.S. Customs and Border Patrol agents intercepted a package at Dulles International Airport in Virginia filled with small dead birds okay according to officials the traveler arrived on a flight from Beijing on 27th of January and his final destination was a residence in Prince George County Maryland he had a uh, during a baggage explanation he had packages marked cat food and dog food that he said was cat food the package contained a bunch of unknown small birds about two and a half to three and a half inches in length so uh First of all, this is a banned substance coming across our borders. You do not bring livestock or dead stock in from other countries. You just don't do it. 
And the pictures are disgusting. Uh, you know, so these birds, the dead birds, as I said, they're prohibited from importation into the United States as unprocessed birds pose a potentially significant disease threat to our nation's poultry industries and more alarmingly to our citizens as potential vectors of avian influenza. Okay, this according to Casey Durst, Director of Field Operations for CPB's Baltimore Field Office. Customs and Border Patrol Protection Agriculture Specialists continue to exercise extraordinarily vigilance every day in their fight to protect our nation's agricultural and economic prosperity from invasive pets and animal diseases. And what was crazy about seeing this story is that we talked about it before COVID was a thing here. And it's just amazing that literally a couple of weeks before things went south here, one random package inspection, luggage inspection, turned this up. And you know what that makes me think of right now amidst everything we've gone through? Did someone else with a suitcase come in with stuff? That didn't get pulled for random. Is that possible? That is what's freaky about this. And that's what's freaky about the fact that I'm going through my saves and this just pops up. I'm going through the delete saved links. And then I stumble upon a link that talks about this. Mere weeks before we have been cast into this hell. And it's something that makes you think to yourself, hmm, you remember that song from, uh, oh, what were they called? CC Factory or something? Oh, man, I used to be a DJ. I can't think of it. But it was called Things That Make You Go, Hmm, the title of a song. So... Interesting stuff. Interesting stuff. One other interesting thing about COVID, I mean, we might as well have been been in and out of the entire podcast, but, you know, um, last week it was reported uh, by NBC News, three first responders in Florida die of COVID within three days of each other as Florida grapples with the new surge. Okay? Um, So... Three people, a firefighter, a sheriff's deputy, and a police officer, all died within three days of one another. Um, And it was because of COVID. And what's interesting is, uh, the interesting thing I want to talk about with this is that a sheriff of nearby Volusia County sent condolences, Mike Chitwood, And he said in a tweet that over 300 law enforcement officers have died because of COVID-19, making it, quote, by far the biggest single cause of line of duty death, end quote. Interesting. They're now saying that so many, so we know there have been a lot of people that died uh, from COVID-19. And I guess, so what they're saying is if you separate the law enforcement officers, the first responders from that number, and you say to yourself, Wow, the number of police officers who have died from COVID-19 now surpasses line of duty murder, you know, being murdered, accidents, things like that. That's really scary. And now there's another thing about this headline. 
and it's about Florida. You know, Florida is having a really tough time with the Delta variant. And so the thing I want to say about that, and I don't know if there's a real neutral way, because if you know me, I like to be neutral. So I don't know if there's a neutral way to put this. Because before I started looking at the stories about how bad things are in Florida, I saw like these news clips of DeSantis, you know, saying negative things about the government and you do your job and I'll do mine and I'm not going to let you enforce this and that, you know, and, and I'm paraphrasing. And I... At first, I'm like, wow, listen to him. He really cares about his people. And he may. He probably does care about his people in Florida. But Florida does, I've come to learn, have a really serious problem. A, a, a workmate of mine, okay, with, who had been vaccinated fully and had now spent almost two weeks out because he tested positive for COVID. Now... He didn't have, his symptoms were very light, so he did not have a hard time of it, but he, and I talked to him, and I said, do you know how you got it? And he said, yeah, I got it at home. I said, what do you mean you got it at home? And he said that his wife and daughter went on a trip to Florida for, it was, um, I forget if it was a cheerleader event, a dance event, something, some sort of like event, and 20 of them went to Florida on this trip, 20. Of the 20 that came back, 11 of them, including his wife and his daughter, vaccinated, had COVID. So he got COVID by association. 11 of the 20. That's a pretty high percentage. And then I look at this story, and not so much the story as what Mike Chipwood says and you know the fact that he seen he apparently he looked up because he tweeted it out, and you look at that, and then you have a different perspective. And we have friends and relatives in Florida, a lot of relatives in Florida, and so this puts this in a new light. And you think to yourself, "Wow, I hope everybody's being safe and and, and doing." It. And it's not that we didn't believe. We know, we know. And and Sharon and I, we take precautions. We know it's out there. And some states are in more peril than others. And there's proof that in these areas where it's worse, there is a higher population of unvaccinated people. And we've never been the one to stand here and say, get vaccinated. I mean, there's plenty of people out there demanding that you get vaccinated. You do what you want to do. But, you know, you might not be looking at all the facts. Or if you are looking at all the facts, you're not believing all the facts. Okay, um, yeah, and also to the people that go on TikTok and Facebook and promote this as not being a cure, it's not a cure. No vaccine is a cure. Okay, it is a uh, a, a, a method of defense. Okay, you get a flu shot, you still get the flu. I got the flu two years in a row after getting the flu shot. You know what I mean? So the flu vaccine doesn't say you're not going to get the flu vaccine but it certainly lessens it and that's that's all they're saying this is so i'm still there saying make your own choices absolutely absolutely i'm telling you that but at the same time i'm saying maybe make sure you have all the facts because there's something going on in florida and it 
does not look too good. So, I understand there's other problems in this nation that certainly need to be addressed. But I think one of the things that you need to look at is making sure you are making your people safe. If you have a problem with new variants in your state, I think you have to look at that from every angle. And um, and this really put some light on it. And I just wanted to bring that up because I think facts are good and good to know. And this really just put a different twist on that. You know what I mean? Just a, a little different twist on um, what I've been seeing and wanting to believe. Not wanting to believe. Um... But the difference between the real news of what's going on in Florida and what you're seeing on different pieces of media, quite a difference. Quite a difference. So, and that's why we tell everybody every week, be safe. Sure, it can be a general term, but when I say be safe, be good, be good out there. Be safe, you know? Take whatever measures you have to to be safe. You know, if you want to be an anti-masker and an anti-vaxxer, that's great. That's great. But I think there's more truth than hype to the fact that if you're not vaccinated, that is a bigger part of the problem than what people might have originally thought and a bigger part of the problem than many people on social media will scream at you about. So, um, anyway, that's going to bring this, bring us to a screeching halt of the show. And I want to thank everybody for tuning in this week to the podcast. Remember to stop by www.jmtalk.net and subscribe to the podcast. Never miss an episode. Visit us on social media, TikTok and Facebook at JM Talk. Instagram and Twitter would be at JM Talk Radio. Also send us a line at joelmahalikradio at gmail.com. So be safe, everybody. And we'll catch you next time on the Joel Mahalik Show featuring the lovely Sharon. Goodbye, all. (laughs) 